0: Tell me more about how his eyes look, Simon.
1: It's almost (laughs) as if Simon enjoys being chastised by Baz or something.
0: Like, is this how you describe your enemies? It's really not. Hot. Yeah, like, basically.
1: (laughs) I feel like I just want to be like quote-unquote enemies for every time we bring up Baz. You want to get sexy?
0: Yeah, let's get to the sexy stuff.
1: Hello and welcome to this very special episode. Um, This week I am very tired and the episode that was supposed to come out today had a lot of really heavy stuff in it and I wasn't up for editing it. Um, But we still wanted to put something in the feed, in your ears, and wanted it to be something that would both be fun and joyful for me to edit and fun and joyful for you to listen to. So what this is, is basically a best of compilation of our two interviews that we've done with Chuck Tingle. They will make your heart happy. They will make you feel empowered and loved and just really good. <laughs> so um, yeah, I hope I hope that this brings you as much joy as it brought me to put together for you. Um, the first thing, the first bit that you're about to hear is actually a clip from an episode that I did with the Her Dark Materials podcast, where we talked about tarot And if you haven't listened to that, you totally should. It's a really fun episode. And what was I going to say? Oh, and I'll put the link for that in the show notes. But the first clip is a question that they ask all of their guests at the end about timelines. So obviously Chuck Tingle came up. So you'll hear that. And then you will hear our Bohemian Rhapsody interstitial music. And then we'll get into the first Chuck Tingle clip, etc. And also, if you folks want to listen, if you haven't listened to the full rectangle interviews and you want to, I will put the links to both of those episodes in the show notes as well. All right, let's get into this.
0: I, I want to throw in the knife question too, just because you give such good answers. Uh, we also ask people if you had the subtle knife what kind of a world would you want to cut through to? It doesn't have to be from Phil's universe. It can be anywhere. It can be any kind of world.
1: i make my second Chuck Tingle reference of this episode. But like... <laughs> This is so funny. For anyone who's like, A, who is Chuck Tingle and is about to look it up, you're just going to find, like, gay dinosaur erotica author, and that is not going to give you the real answer (laughs) to this question. (laughs) But, like, so his whole thing, like, he's very into timelines, so I actually think that this applies really well. Like, everything that he talks about is, like, creating a better timeline, and, like, you do that by proving that love is real. Just any time you have a choice to make, make the choice that proves love and, like, create the timeline you want to live inside of. I want to live inside of the Chuck Tingle timeline where we all are just proving love all the time.
0: That's really nice. That's really sweet. I like that. Two great answers. Thank you. (laughs) Two really good answers.
1: Here we are in our virtual studio with Chuck Tingle. Hello. This is the most exciting <laughs> thing that's probably ever happened to the Gailey Prophet. <laughs>
2: thank I'm you so, excited. so much for talking to us. Oh no, you're, I'm gonna say thank you for having me, and I'm gonna start off right off the bat saying that I listened to a show when I was doing my morning walk, and uh, I could tell right away. First of all, bo- both of you have very, um, you have a very good rapport. With one another, I understand why you have a podcast show, and then I also got to say that um, I just I just found it to be so kind, and the things you said about my my book were so kind. But also, I can just tell that you're out here proving love is real, and that that's kind of the most important job that there is. And so I'm gonna say thank you for for putting out this dang show all the time and and proving that love is real for for everyone who's listening. I think it's a dang good show. Oh, Oh, thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. We're going to use that in every tagline of everything now.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, feel free. Two-time Hugo nominee Chuck Tingle approves this podcast.
2: I will say now that I'm more open about it, that's part, part of my way as a, on this spectrum of buds is uh, when I'm talking to family uh, members like Son John or Chloe, sometimes they'll be telling me a dang story And uh, I'll be, uh, I would say not there. I'm just staring at the dang wall thinking about space or other ways or the dang size of the universe or which timeline I'm on or where or something. And then the, what we do in our household is they say, are you with me? And that is the symbol that I know, oh dang, I was not here. I was somewhere else. And then I, and then sometimes, sometimes I'll say, no, I'm sorry. And sometimes I'll say, yes, I'm just staring at the wall. So that's part of my way on the spectrum of, but so I, I understand um, hearing a dang uh, idea and being so overwhelmed that sometimes you just you can't even speak on it. You're just gonna have a dang staring contest with the uh, the infinite uh, infinite sky. Yep,
1: yeah, you're in good company, Jesse. And I both have uh, ADHD. I'll
2: guess probably similar in some ways.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, my partner and I have an agreement where when he's talking to me and I. Forget to listen. I just say I forgot to listen to you. <laughs> Can you that, start over?
2: <laughs> I will say that is so kind. I I wish that more. I think that through movies and dang media, we've been trained to think that that is a a mean way. And uh, I I think that uh, you and your partner have it dang figured out. And that's what we do at our household too. It's okay to say that you drifted off if if this is the way that your dang brain works. It's not. It's not intentionally trying to hurt any feelings, and to be in a situation of your relationship or you have support in that way, dang, that you get, you got, you found yourself a good one there. That's a really great, that's great because it's hard to find. Some buckaroos don't, don't uh, ever realize that. They, that that will always kind of offend and hurt them when you when you don't mean to. So that's that's a good thing to find.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm feel very lucky and yeah. i agree with you like it is it is kind because it proves that you care enough about what they were saying to ask them to say it to you a second time where you can hear it yes like, it's not if you didn't care then you would have just zoned out and then pretended that you did not so yes. it's it's proof that i that i do want to hear
2: yes and from other side too i think that um uh, people who get upset with this way they don't seem to understand that um I like to say, and how I explained it to John before this happened, um, when he would get frustrated, I would say, imagine if I came up to you and said, why didn't you uh, push that button? And then he said, what are you talking about? You just came up to me. You didn't tell me to push a button. And then I said, actually, I did. And and I really did. It's kind of a scary situation to be put in to know that your brain is just not uh, inputting these things. I think that they... I think that some people think secretly you were kind of listening. And what I have to explain to Buckroos is, no, it's like I wasn't even there. I I just entered the room just now when you asked me if I was here. And Mm -hmm. it's good to have someone that can believe you in this way. That's very important and hard to find.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Also a big mood. I'm
0: just like, oh, yeah, just spacing out in the middle of a conversation to think about space. I totally do that.
2: Oh, (laughs) yes. Absolutely! Dang, sing the both. God, dang! Now I'm now I'm rambling again. Okay, tell. Ask me more about Dang Harriet and Poorber. I'll tell you everything.
1: Chuck, please don't apologize. We have so many autistic listeners who are feeling so validated listening to what you're saying right now. So oh, good. that is good. It's
2: kind of fun for me because I didn't. I didn't really. did talk about it that much as a as a uh, autistic buckaroo and a bad buckaroo. I'm very happy about these ways because these are two ways that um, I have very recently uh, started talking about more, I guess I will say openly, uh, and, then, and, then, and now I really enjoy talking about that.
1: So that's great. Yeah, and the world needs more folks being open about that for sure, because, I mean, obviously the public discourse is just like so wrong and broken, and the only yeah. way to shift that is for people to be open about it. So. It is. Yeah, you're doing the world a service.
2: Oh, thank you. Kind,
1: kind comment. Thank you. So, um, I... you have a kitten in front of your mouth, Jesse. Can you move closer to the mic? <laughs> sorry.
2: Sorry. That's a pretty good reason to be far from the mic, I guess it. it is. That's about the best one I could think of.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: sorry, little cat. Um, <laughs> so, uh, one of our listeners wrote in and, uh, they want to know, what do you think is the best way to stand up to bigotry?
2: Oh dang. Well, I gotta say, this is this a great question. Um, and the thing I remember is there's no one way to do it. And, well, okay, I'm gonna give you the big answer because you've given me permission to ramble. So I'm gonna answer your question, but here's the big answer. The big answer is this, um, from the beginning of this dang timeline, there have been all kinds of events that have broken off and created parallel timelines. Every time you make a choice, whether it's walking through a door, or uh or not walking through the door climbing through a window you're creating a parallel world and uh, every time that we make a choice that proves love is real we're creating a dang uh, timeline that is that much better even if it's in a small way and i think that buckaroos don't if they realize that every time they did even the smallest thing they're making an entirely new universe that's a little better because of them they would realize how special and important and powerful they really are and then you gotta start thinking wow that's been going on since out since before i was here since the beginning of time that means there's infinite timelines and that means that uh, me just being here means i'm i'm special and unique in a way that is pretty much infinitely impossible to uh, define there's nobody better at being me than me and just by being here i've already beaten the dang odds by about a hundred billion to one and you gotta think well if i want to prove love is real my unique way is uh, is the best way to do that so it's not going to be the same for everyone for me it's writing dang books for for the two of you it's uh making this podcast and bringing joy to all these uh buckaroos out there and then uh, for the listener who wrote in you are so special and unique like a dang infinite uh, star in the sky there you're the only version of you that there is and so you just gotta look inside and think what can i do with my special unique way that's going to make this timeline just a little bit better and a little more full of love and then you just got to start doing that and if that means that you're a dang artist painting the picture that's fine and that means you're a dang accountant doing someone's taxes that's just as important it's just the uh, you know, as long as you're doing it with love then then, then that's going to change the whole the hell dang universe and you're you're fighting bigotry in a way that's just as important as everyone else's and it's up to you to determine your own special way to do that well you've made us both cry
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh that was um yeah yeah that i don't have I,
0: yeah that is such an excellent answer
2: If you think about how rare and special you are, and the fact that you're the only one of you in the whole dang, dang universe across many timelines, you just got to think, that's a lot of power. And even just trotting out there and saying, you know, I'm going to put a little money in this uh, meter for someone else, or I'm going to uh, let someone go ahead of me at the grocery store, or even something bigger. Like, I'm, I'm going to donate a bunch of money to a dang charity today. Now all these different things you're creating a whole other timeline a whole other universe that um that uh, you're you're not even going to know about the the alternatives I mean, you gotta remember that's a lot of power you're making whole universes just by doing these small things and you're, you're so powerful so i think it's very important to remember
1: Um, you, in, in our episode about Harriet Porber, we talked a lot about your use of, uh, soul versus body to talk about trans folks. Oh, yes, We loved it so much. Uh, as a trans person, it was incredibly validating and, like, gave me language to talk about my own lived experience that oh, I previously didn't yes. have. So, uh, I personally am just so thankful to you for that, um... But we're wondering, like, where did that come from? Like, how did you come up with that, um, like, way of talking about it?
2: Well, I, I think that, um, I think that's just the way that made the most sense to me. I will say that when I started writing tinglers, they were just um, cis bud on bud, and uh, then I started to branch out. I started doing the lesbian tinglers and bi tinglers and trans tinglers and every time i uh, kind of uh, started writing for a different uh, new community it was always because members of that community reached out and said i would like to see myself represented in these books so i said okay sure that's that's good tingle versus um tingle here for everyone yeah everyone has a place in the Tingleverse. so i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do it right so um i started writing trans tinglers a while ago when when trans fans uh, and the buckaroos were saying all the way I would like to be included. I said okay but it was very important uh, for me to first reach out and uh, talk to this community and say okay um, how am I going to do this? What what are the words that I should use? Um, How how am I going to make you feel like you are represented in a good way? So I spent a lot of time on the private message talking to buckaroos and learning about these different ways. Very kind. Just getting helped out and that was great and I think that uh, after doing that, which was a while ago, my own understanding of um, of having uh, the trans uh, identity was, uh, the, well, I think that was the way that my mind wrapped around it the best. And I don't know if that's a term that has been used before, but after uh, talking to this community, that's just kind of the way that it sat, sat with me. And, and I thought it made, them, made the most sense. I, I'm not really sure. I guess I will say... You would, you uh, as a member of this community, would know better than I would, and I will listen to whatever you have to say on that subject. But, uh, but for me, that was just the best way to describe it. I think.
1: I mean, I I I think that it's perfect. Uh, I had never heard it described that way previous to reading Harriet Porver. Um but it was like as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, that's it. That's the thing. Uh, so I would, I, I say you nailed it. Obviously I can't speak for like the trans community broadly, but, uh, my, my personal feeling on it is that that's exactly it.
2: But, uh, every time that you do this, there are listeners out there that you are, you are making real change within and proving love and making new timelines. And it's really hard to, it's really hard to think about how far that reaches uh, and really believe it uh, deep in your soul. And I would just like to say that I hope that you really believe and understand how important what you are doing is in this moment, because uh, you're really proving love is real in, in ways that I think we might never know, but they are true. And I hope that you remember that.
0: Um, I just want you to know I'm going to probably listen to that every time that I'm sad for the rest of my life.
2: <laughs> yeah, that sounds... Oh, Well, I hope that it cheers you up and that, that you say, dang, time to get out there and, and kick, kick open the door and say, we got another <laughs> podcast to record. <laughs> 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 oh...
1: <sighs> yeah you know i i tried to prepare for all of the feels that i knew were going to happen during this interview i was talking with my partner right before and i was like this is going to be the first deeply sincere episode of the gaily prophet that's ever happened we usually when we introduce our regular episodes we call ourselves a humorous yet ruthless podcast and i was like there's not going to be anything ruthless that's going to happen i don't know if i'm (laughs) ready well, oh, I, you know, so you beautiful. can prove.
2: Love. I think that you, by being ruthless in your podcast, you're ruthlessly proving love, and uh, that mentality. While that word goes along with maybe swashbuckling pirates and uh, no forgiveness, I say that uh, you're you're fighting the the void, and you're fighting J.K. Rowling and her bigotry, and that that you can be ruthless in your loving way, and that's what I have seen when I listen to this dang show, so good dang job. It's still Thank ruthless, you. it's
1: just ruthlessly proven love. That is, that is what we aim for, honestly. Yeah. So, Jesse called, referred to you as a Hope Punk in our episode, <laughs> and then I had to look up what that meant. Oh, you, Is that something you're familiar with, Chuck?
2: I I have been made familiar um, because that is my natural way. So I will say that um, when I first heard of that word, I thought, oh yeah, that that, that is kind of my attitude for the the world. I would say it's a pretty accurate description, but um, yes, I've heard of this way. I, I find that pretty dang flattering, I think.
1: Uh yeah, when I when I looked it up, actually, the like top search result article that like describes it then has some recommendations of hope punk, uh, texts and and movies and whatever in the world, and you are in fact on the list. What? Uh huh. It's on Vox. The article. Oh dang.
2: Oh well. Okay. Well, I guess uh, dang, that, that that's good news then. I yeah, guess the world agrees.
1: <laughs> um, so I feel like, just what you just said is absolutely the natural progression of of the hope punk message of the harriet porber series also so i think yes it just sounds perfect jesse and i were both nodding super enthusiastically because we can see each other while we're oh. having this conversation
2: <laughs> oh, <dang. laughs> yes we. i i think that's very exciting as the man named of chuck i have always been um i i have always been drawn to way of sincerity and and i think there's so much power in it and i i gotta say it's very nice to know there are I think movements that are seen as pretty dang cool to be a part of that have to do with um hope and sincerity because i'm a pretty old buckaroo i've been around a long time and that used to not be a not be a cool trot to trot mm-hmm. um and uh and it was just not a not a way to uh look up to and say wow that's neat i want to be that way if someone had a uh, hope in their way and love in their way and most of all sincerity there was a lot of dang snarling at the world and that's what it meant to be dang a punk rocker and and uh, there's a there's times when you, when you want to snarl at the world that's okay too but i just think my natural way is is to really find a lot of um find a lot of uh, joy and sincerity
1: i think that's such a valuable thing that you give to the world.
2: Oh, well, you know, I see. You, you, you both have that, too. I think it's a hard... I think it's a difficult way to see because sometimes buckaroos can think to themselves... Oh, but I'm—I've got a sarcastic sense of humor or something. I can't—that's not really my way. But I really think that it goes beyond that. It's a, a, not even an outward, uh, outward way, but it's the unique way that you carry in your heart. And I, I think that that comes across regardless of if you're making a dang a, a satire or sarcasm or dang parody um you can still have sincerity in that and and I think that um that comes through in in what I do but I think it also comes through in what what you do thank you thank you, you. <laughs> <sighs> Don't everybody start crying now. <laughs>
0: we'll try. <laughs> I remember last
2: episode the, the Kleenex was right next to the desk.
0: Uh. So a lot of our listeners for our podcast, we, we heard a lot about people just being really like excited and really appreciated your kind of openness about being autistic and kind of the way you talk about autism kind of like on your social media. Oh, yes. yes and then just kind of like really appreciated that you posted earlier this month kind of about um gatekeeping and the harm that it causes uh, oh. so this is actually i guess less of a question it's more of a like general oh, well, it's a kind about comment about this
2: I, well i will say that um as a name of chuck i've been i've been posting and doing my books for a while and creating things, making art. And I will say that, um, the ways that I am on a spectrum, that is a way of, um, autism spectrum and bisexual spectrum, those are my ways are, um, not clearly visible and and i will say that um as man name of chuck if i was trotting down the street not wearing my mask or any other way um you wouldn't really dang notice notice it and in ways of being an autism spectrum um i think it has benefited my my life a lot now i know there are there are buckaroos on both of those spectrums who who because of that have had a really dang hard time and so I think that part of my journey writing these stories and talking about my personal way is that I didn't talk about these ways before because I was worried they would take away others, uh, take away from others on these spectrums who had a really dang hard time. I I felt like I didn't deserve to talk on these ways about my own trot because I thought, wow, I've had it so dang easy being parts of these communities and it made me almost... I'll not identify as a member of them, I did technically, but I just didn't think about it because because it had not affected my dang life and i didn't I didn't want to take away from the stories of those who it really did affect their life and needed that love to to be say this is my community so i I guess I kind of always felt on the outside in that way, and part of writing these dang books has has been so nice that I have learned um to really appreciate the spectrum of ways and how it's important to have this voice of these stories that are hard, but it's also important to tell stories about how maybe being on an autistic spectrum has made a life great for you. And that is my way. I'm so proud of of my way and so glad that I was born um, with this unique way inside my brain. So I, I, I think that, um that i just realized that was important and i started thinking about my heroes who have these these ways and how much it meant to me as a young buckaroo i will say for me a man named of david byrne from band on this timeline name of talking heads when i was a young buckaroo and I, i i saw him giving dang interviews i i i thought dang i have rarely seen a buckaroo who who has my way There was an interview of him on Dang David's Letterman uh, late at night. And, and I said, dang, he, he has a very unique way. And eventually I learned that uh, he was uh, dang on the spectrum. And I thought, wow, maybe that's me too. And I, later, when I went to dang a therapist to dang talk on this, um, I already kind of knew that I was part of my way. And I said, do you think this is my way? And they said, yes, that is your way. So having having this dang hero out there to say, oh, actually it's pretty cool to be on the spectrum, but that, that's a great, that's a great trot. Um. was so important. So I thought, as Chuck, maybe I should start talking about how proud of it I am. And that's not really taken away from those who have struggled on the spectrum. That's just maybe giving a hero to other buckaroos who have this way, kind of like how uh, David Byrne was hero to young Chuck.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think the world
2: only benefits from
1: people talking about any sort of, like, marginalized identity in a way that is celebratory, whether that's being autistic or bisexual or trans or whatever. I think talking about the the good parts of those things, especially those invisible identities that you were talking about, that's so validating. And if people only ever hear the hard things and that's then combined with a society that doesn't make space. I mean, thinking specifically about autism, like society really wants us to believe that it's only a struggle. Having those two things just like be all that you can be exposed to makes it so that how do you celebrate the parts that are are beneficial, right? And that do make your life better and more exciting and, you know, you. I mean, because like on a fundamental level... It's a it's part of what makes you you yes. and you're great. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> you that's true. Chuck are
1: great and
2: also like you the listener are great. Absolutely. And dang I think that is part of my learning on this way is I, I realize that um Yes, there, there are things that uh, I, I think it's up to the individual what they want to say is a benefit or a struggle, but if you focus on that too much too, you, you stop uh, thinking about the fact that it is It's really beyond that. It's exactly as you said. It's just part of you. That's not good or bad. That's just your way, and and it's perfect. It's not good or bad. It's perfect. It's exactly what it should be, uh, when it should be it, just like Harriet Porber's spell. So it's it's just uh, it's okay to just be you, and you're just how you should be on, on these spectrums, and I think that's great. And I think the reason that it means so much to me is, is that that um, there were a lot of voices. I think they've gone away, but for a long time, some leaders in either in either of these communities were talking about that. Really liked to keep out others who 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 they they did not think were bisexual enough were autistic enough and um i i really um i really wanted to be an opposing voice to that and say you're you're exactly enough you, you just are who you are and that's fine and uh and you're always gonna be enough in the tingle verse at least hell
1: yeah me again just popping in to say that um, because the context kind of got cut from this next clip when Chuck is talking about being a masked buckaroo uh, he means that he wears uh, a whole a whole mask over his whole face um, to hide his identity and is not referring to a COVID mask um, I know that now in 2022 that is not maybe as abundantly clear as it once was okay
2: I think that I express myself sometimes much more honestly when I'm trotting around wearing my mask, uh, going to a dang show, shaking hands with buckaroos, and that that this is maybe an even more honest version of myself. And I think part of that is that um, uh, I felt maybe gatekept in my ways uh, before. And um, trotting around as man named Chuck hide in my way has given me a way to sneak past the gatekeepers, and now that I'm on the inside, I can think, hey, my way was valid the whole dang time, now I, now my job's to turn around and kick open the gate for everyone else who does not have luxury of trotting through with a mask on. Uh, well, I'm crying. Um, <laughs> I gotcha! But...
1: You. you sure did. Oh. did you take, take my glasses off. Oh. Uh. Um. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Also, now I'm like, oh, will I be? Will I feel able to do a live show if I wear a mask? Is that should I? Should I try that?
0: Listen, (laughs) we could get we could get matching masks. I'm just saying, I would be into this.
2: I (laughs) could definitely give you mask tips. I will say because I've learned it has changed over time, and definitely sometimes when I do uh, conventions or or other ways. Um, when I, when I am a masked man for eight or nine hours in the day, I got to tell you it's a, it's a lot. There's some technicalities there that, um, I could give pointers on. Number one, um, definitely buy the thin fabric and not an actual ski mask because your dang head will be on fire (laughs) around uh, 30 minutes in.
1: That's really good advice. Yes. Uh, Jesse, do you wanna ask our last listener question? Uh our last listener question
0: is how do you stay positive when things are so hard? And
2: what ways do you wish more people would use to prove love is real? Oh dang. Well the the positive one is all about dang perspective. And I don't know why. It has always been well, I guess I kind of do know why. A perspective has always been easy for me, even when I was a, a young buckaroo. Um, because once you start thinking about timelines, which is something that I think on and talk on all the dang time, traveling through timelines, other realities. I've chatted on this before, but just for listeners uh A very quick uh, rundown of this way is that um, every action that we take creates multiple timelines. You can think of it like a left door or right door, and um, there is an entire uh, universe for every choice that you make that exists. And it's not just walking through the left door or the right door, it's how fast or slow you walk through, or if you walk through it all, or if you turn around. Each one of these choices isn't just two timelines, it's infinite timelines, and that happens with every dang moment that you make and that's why I always say make sure you're out there proving love is real and making this timeline a better place with your choices because you're creating a whole dang universe and that is so much dang power that you hold in your hands. Sometimes we feel powerless and you don't think, wow, no, with just dang one day of saying to the buckaroo in front of you at the grocery store who doesn't have enough to pay, you could say, oh, I'll I'll get your dang chocolate milk this time. You've just created a whole dang universe. And so I think when you realize how powerful you are in that way, it it, it can be um very empowering. But more to the point, I think that uh, dang... Uh, when, when you start to realize all these timelines are out there and there are infinitely better ones and infinitely worse ones, and we're just on this one that we don't really know what's what's going on or what the other ones are, it's really easy to have a dang bad day and and, and assume that that's a, a bad timeline, but you don't know what all the other dang timelines uh, could have held in their hands. So it's kind of dang important to just have appreciation. We never recognize how how fortunate our timeline is until uh, something bad happens. And so I try to every day remind myself, uh, maybe a good example would be, let's say you want to trot to the store and get yourself a dang lotto ticket. So you trot to the store and you scratch off your lotto ticket and you'll lose. And you'll lose a dog and you think, this is the worst day ever. <laughs> um, and then you trot back home and you're all sad about this way. You don't know about the timeline when you trotted to the store and and uh, you got hit by a car on the way there. You, we have no re- re- recollection of that because it, we just don't, we're never aware of it. We don't consider it. And that's happening every day all around us. We're avoiding all these tragic ways and that we'll never know about. And the second one of those happens, if if I got hit in, hit by the car and I'm laying there with my broken leg thinking, Whoa, is me, Um, I I would think, oh, I would give anything to go back and not go to that store. And we just need to hold that gratitude, I think, with this sometimes. Now, that's not to say that there aren't buckaroo suffering. I think that that sometimes that can get convoluted in saying, well, you're just uh, not not noticing other suffering. I think it's important to have a healthy balance and to realize that sometimes bad things really do happen. and, And that's part of our existence. But... There's, there are some times when we look and we think oh i just lost my one dollar lotto ticket and and i should be appreciative that um that i'm not on a timeline that uh there are infinite other ones where maybe someone that i care about got injured or that i got injured and i'm just gonna have appreciation that i'm not on that one right now yeah oh that's, dang
0: that's lovely. are you
2: crying again
0: we're just we're just nodding very enthusiastic. That's
2: okay. It's okay to have a good cry. It's one of my favorite things to do, so may I also say it's always so fun to talk to you, Buckaroos. It's absolutely our pleasure. <laughs>
1: like I yeah. can't Do we
2: have any closing thoughts? Um well, my closing thought is to remember that um that all the listeners out there you have so much power in your unique way and and then now that you're thinking of it right now, we don't always think about it But right now since we talked about it and you're thinking about it use this uh, opportunity to to make the timeline a little better Put some love out in the world You can maybe if you're listening on your dang phone You can just click over and uh, call call a friend uh, Call a bud who you're thinking of and say hey I just want to see if you're doing okay I was thinking about you and I think you're so great or or just give a compliment or do something kind to someone uh, in your day I think that we'll we'll prove a lot of love is real just with that little mention right there.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't think we could end better than that.
0: Not nope
1: Bang, <laughs> love is real, love is real. Thank you so much, Chuck. Oh, thank you No, this this was incredible. Thank you all so much for listening to this very special episode of Escape from Reality. And I hope that you find that you are feeling better now than you were 45 minutes ago. Yeah, just a reminder to check the show notes for links if there's, if you want, you know, more of any of the things that you heard today. And until next time, scutamouche.